Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, another disappointing day yesterday at the Medeski Stadium. Uh, I've been joined by Eric Aga to help me uh, talk through the events of yesterday's game. Hi, Eric. Good afternoon. Yeah, um, we met up before the match yesterday and I wasn't happy with the team news. What did you think when you saw the team news? Obviously, Jaria wasn't in there. What did you think after the performance last week against Wigan? Yeah, I think you were the one who broke the news to me when we when we met up, saying, "Have you seen the team news?" And you you weren't happy. And uh, yeah, it's pretty uninspiring. You think we were pretty poor at Wigan playing with that formation, and then uh, you know we're at home. <laughs> you think maybe a bit more positive, not necessarily the shape because we've been playing with that shape since Bowen came in, but the, the personnel, um, especially when you look at players on the bench, Joao, Boyer, Adam potentially. Uh, maybe wanting a starting place to add a bit more creativity. And I think the game, the first half, certainly showed that it was difficult going forward, wasn't it? It was uh, definitely difficult. We had no quality. I mean, Birmingham deserved to win. They had more shots than us. They had more possession than us. Just all over the park, they looked a little bit better than us. Um, I'm not sure there'd be people listening thinking, yeah, if we'd had those two other players. But even Bowen, after the match, said that the players that came in to replace Swift and uh, Ijaria weren't brave enough or composed enough on the ball. And when your manager's saying that, it's really, um, it's a worry. It is a worry. Um, but so we end up losing 3-2 to uh, Birmingham City. Oh, now talk through the game and how it went. First 20, 25 minutes, it was I thought it was quite even. Both teams were kind of like having minor attacks, but nothing major. How did you feel it was going out? Yeah, it was quite sort of scrappy, wasn't it? There was um, sort of a lack of quality, I thought, from both sides. And uh, yeah, first 20 minutes, you're thinking this could go either way. But at least we're in the game. We're not really showing much going forward, but we're also not really looking that dangerous defensively. So. Yeah, we had a, a kind of minor chance, well, a really difficult chance for Miasco from a Pele corner in the 17th minute, which if he scores from that, it's a brilliant header. I don't think it was a, a miss or anything. There was another one for Matey on the 24th minute when Jumak cuts back inside, passes the ball to Matey's got time on his left foot. And I'm not quite sure how he managed to get such a poor shot off. What did you think of that, Eric? You're almost thinking that he's right-footed. Because he just looked like he swung his leg at it. And it's scary to think that he's actually left-footed. Oh, it happened right in front of me. And 
the people I sit with, we all sort of said that was a, a, a half chance at least, but he should do much better. And he just swung a leg at it and obviously got nothing. Yeah, up until um, the incident that comes later in the first half for Mete, I don't think he was very good. Um, a pretty poor performance. You've got to be thinking about starting Boye, or hopefully, if he's fit again, sounds like he probably is from what Bowen was saying after the match, um, Bulldog, I'd bring him straight back in. I know there's a risk involved in that, but yeah, we'll get onto that later. But Morrison own goal. Morrison yesterday... Playing against his former team, I think he probably had his poorest game for us so far since he's been at the club. What did you think? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the best. I'm wondering what happened to Miazga. If Miazga was injured or something, but um, last time he, he changed it up, he didn't. He left Miazga on, didn't he? So it was a bit of an odd one. Also, he came out for the second half. Morrison. He gave the Birmingham fans a clap for a good twenty seconds, and you think. Fair enough, it's your old club, you were their captain, but you're wondering if his head was a bit distracted, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was there for a long time, wasn't he? And it was one of those days that he would have probably built up in his own head, going into yeah. he wants to put in a really solid performance and scoring the own goal just on the 41st minute. I mean, that's an unfortunate own goal. He's trying to clear it. It's not one of those ones when it's a really bad area. The ball's played through. He's trying to get to it. As Rinomoto said after the game, nine times out of ten, that, that doesn't go in the goal. Yeah, I think it was bad luck more than a mistake. But then the attack leading up to that looked a bit scrappy. They got through too easily. And then, yeah, these things can happen. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It was too easy uh, getting through us. But on the 44th minute, Mate scores his goal from a really good corner from Pele. That's one thing that was very good from Pele yesterday was the set pieces. Um, the rest of his game is kind of like what we've seen he could do some really nice things. And then the simple bit, he finds incredibly hard. How did you mate, rate his performance yesterday? Yeah, definite plus on the on the set-piece delivery. He put in three or four corners that were super dangerous and including the goal. But he's always one of these players that he seems almost too confident because he's so relaxed on the ball. Sometimes the pace of the championship, he, he gets sort of caught out. I don't know if that's... I, I don't know if that's 100% accurate. But it just He comes across as just sort of very laboured on the ball sometimes. And it's almost like he's just too comfortable mulling around, taking his time, having a look. And against most championship sides, you don't really get time on the ball in the middle of the park. So you need to, you know, be a bit quicker. Uh, he's had some games earlier in the season where he's played a bit quicker and he's looked a bit better. But yeah, yesterday he was, he made a few mistakes, gave the ball away a few times. Yeah, I mean, he was far from the only player doing that yesterday. There was lots of them. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, definitely not singling him out. I don't think there's any player that got above a seven yesterday. Uh, I couldn't think of any. It was There was quite a few that got a lot lower than that. So in the first half, we come in, it's one all. We're thinking, OK, there's a lot to play for here. I personally would have been happy with a draw at the end of this match. I'd love to win, obviously. That's my top, my top priority. But Birmingham, decent championship team. They're going to finish, finish probably mid-table. We're missing two of our key players. <sighs> But there was a pivotal moment at halftime when Mark Bowen takes off Miazga. Now, that alone, I think, is a poor decision. Because if you're going to take off anyone in that game yesterday, it would have been Morrison. Miazga, I don't think Miazga was making mistakes yesterday, no more than any other player. <sighs> Set us up in a 4-4-2 against Birmingham. 
it, it was disastrous. I cannot emphasize how bad that first 15 minutes were. Eric, just uh, how did you feel when you saw that and worked out what you'd done? Uh, I was quite annoyed. It just screams of a little bit of naivety. He's uh, not been a manager for a long time. Um, and the, the other thing that he did was he didn't change it back. You know, the, the first 15 minutes, it was just wave after wave after wave of attack. And you're thinking, yeah, against Wigan, we went 4-4-2. We looked a lot better. We got some goals. But it played perfectly into Birmingham's hands, the way they were set up. And as soon as we went 4-4-2, we were just outrun in the middle. And there was a massive gap behind our central midfield, those number 10 pockets. And it's where the second goal came from. It's where the third goal came from, was players in those positions getting the ball. And yeah, he didn't change it back, even though he could see we were getting carved open time and time again, which to me is a bit sort of criminal. Yeah, that is, I mean, you make a mistake. Everyone can make a mistake with the tactics as managers. That happens, even to the greatest managers in the world. But to leave it like that, when they were having chance after chance, Birmingham, there was a sloppy one from Morrison when he gives the ball away to the Birmingham striker. He really should score there, and he doesn't manage to get on target. Mahoma then hits the bar with a really good shot. It was relentless, and I think that is what led to the challenge from uh, Gareth McCleary that gives away the second goal indirectly, obviously, from the free kick in the 59th minute. Just the yeah. sheer amount of mental pressure. You, you make stupid decisions. Um, on that strike for the free kick, I think it's a really good strike, but I think Raphael makes it slightly easier by taking that step to his left. I don't think it's a huge area, one of those ones when he's let it go through his fans and you, you know, you're going to see it on Twitter and social media forever because you won't. But I think he could have got a lot nearer, would you think? Yeah, I think going back to the McCleary thing, you know, he had a complete rush of blood to the head. And it comes back to the selection, doesn't it? Gareth McCleary is not a number 10. And now he's played a couple of games now at number 10. As soon as he went to the wing, you know, he was playing a bit better. Mm. Uh, so it's a bit crazy the free kick itself I, I think obviously it was a great strike it was right in the top corner I sit in line with the sort of penalty spot and it kind of looped over Raphael I think the step didn't help it's not a massive clanger but more like if he hadn't taken that step he might have been able to pull off a really good save and it would have been a great save because mm. it was a good strike yeah I think his reaction after he lets in the goal kind of tells you what he's thinking it's not just the goal that he's conceded it's the little it's the frustration with himself that he could have yeah. gotten near it yeah we never know it was a brilliant strike from better so let's not say it was a poor free kick because it was really good yeah it just it, the frustrating most frustrating part of it is it shouldn't have been a free kick in the first place he just didn't need to foul the player i saw a couple of people on twitter suggesting it wasn't a foul it was definitely a foul um rush of blood today and i think it came from mccleary who'd had an attack about half a minute earlier and he was brought down and wasn't given a free kick and then he just yeah he came back and it was needless but yeah great strike uh, it certainly cheered those Birmingham fans up down our end yeah yeah sadly it did someone who got a lot of stick yesterday forget all the players was the referee constantly a stick from the whole of the ground um yeah. I don't know I can't blame the referee yesterday for the result it was down to us not being able to pass or shoot uh, yeah. That's bad. I mean, I don't think he was great. I don't think he was good, but... He's um, not the worst we've had in the Championship, I don't think. But he, he wasn't great. He certainly gave a lot their way, it seems. But then we're always looking through our biased eyes, aren't we? But I, I, it, even if the ref had been biased our way, I think Birmingham would have still won that game yesterday, uh, especially after going 4-4-2. 
Um, if we'd have stayed with our shape at half time, it might have been different, but who knows? Yeah, I couldn't understand why he didn't change that because the Birmingham changed their shape to two central mid- midfields and put them out wide. So oh, it just doesn't make any sense. Just talking about it just frustrates yeah. me because it's just taking off Miazga as well. Yeah. The thing for me that's really annoying is Birmingham. This is a team that's not won a game since October. Yeah. 26th of October against Luton at home was the last time they actually won a game. So you're thinking they're on a bad run. Their manager had just been confirmed in the week, signing a permanent deal, Pep Clotet. And, and you're thinking, OK, they've not won for a month. We, we should should get something out of this game. Um, yes, we're missing Swift and um, Ajaria, but at home against a team that's not won in a month. And that's only, what were they, uh, three points ahead of us, four points ahead of us. Points, yeah. um, and we um, and we just couldn't couldn't do it. So, yeah, frustrating. And no. I think the real uh, telling thing is um, Bowen came out and absolutely slated the players afterwards. And I think uh, partly part to blame is, yes, the players, but also his technical decisions or, and selection wasn't great either. So bad all round. Yeah, I, they were, yeah, a frustrating day yesterday with so many areas. Um some two players that I thought played had two of their worst games for a long time, especially one of them, Andy Yidham. I know he was injured for some of the second half. In the first half, he, he was had a really poor game yesterday. But, I mean, he's been really good otherwise. So let's not like pick him out and say that he's, uh, you know, disastrous or anything. Richards. Now, Omar Richards, I've seen him play quite a few times now. Is he championship level? Or is he slightly below? I, I try to work out what he actually is, his greatest asset. Because going attacking-wise, he seems to be not so much impact now in games. Teams seem to have worked out slightly how to defend against him going forwards. And defensively, he's never been great. Yeah. What's your kind of feeling on him? Yeah, I think he had one of his poorest games for us yesterday. He really was all over the place. I think I mentioned his name to the people I sit with a few times in the first half and um, there must be a player in there. You know, he's been called up by the under-21s. So you think there's got to be potential. Someone's got to see something in him that suggests he might even be a higher level than, than mm. us. But certainly the last few games, you know, if you had a choice between him and Obita, you'd say Obita all day, every day. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd get Obita back in the team. for. Uh... Yeah, might be an experience thing. You never know. He might come a bit better with a few games. It's an interesting one because we've seen a few players like this for Reading over the years and some kind of go on to do good things and some kind of fall away and go into the lower leagues. And um, yeah, I'd be interested to see where he is at a few years' time. My suspicion is that he'll be in and around the championship. I don't yeah, think he could well be. Much higher. Yeah. Is he going to be another Antonio? Because, well, I never quite sure on Antonio when he was here and I definitely wasn't sure on Antonio. And he's gone on to no, do quite amazing stuff, really, to be a consistently playing in the Premier League and scoring some goals as well. But with Omar Richards yesterday, he was making some mistakes which were, I just thought was sloppy. And I saw Liam Moore shouting him repeatedly. You just got to wake up. But then that was the whole team. That was not just uh, Omar Richards. We could go through the whole of the team yesterday and pick out players who made mistakes they normally wouldn't do. And like you said, Bowen said after the match that kind of, if you think we're going to just turn up and win games, without putting the right application in and bravery and strength and determination and commitment, we can't do that. We're not good enough. And when we're two players light, that's just not going to work out for us. And yeah, it just 
really kind of a little bit draining the performance from his yesterday. But maybe one small little positive was Charlie Adam coming on for Pele. I actually thought he had his best appearance since he's been with us. And he went on to kind of be pivotal in the chance that changed the whole match, I thought. He plays an amazing pass to Adam on the right-hand side. Yadam gets in a perfect cross for Jao. It's not a sitter, but I think he's got to get it on target. If he scores that, the whole thing changes, doesn't it? Yeah, you think it's a similar chance to Ron Mate had, and he, at least he got a, a decent-ish shot away. He should get it on target, but yeah. he's not match fit. He's not played a lot. And yeah, Charlie Adams is an interesting one because clearly he's played for Liverpool, <laughs> etc. He's played at a high level. Can he do it still for a whole game? If he can, then he should be starting in my opinion, especially when we haven't got uh, Swift and Ajaria because he adds that bit of creativity. He had, he, you know, he's decent on set pieces, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, if he's fit enough, then he should be starting. That. Yeah, I'm not sure if he could start. Maybe he could start against Barnsley, maybe. If you get like 45, yeah. you get like even get a half out of him, I think it's better than what we've got at the moment. I mean, when you're yeah. seeing Finamoto... And you're seeing Pele trying to be creative in open play. It's really not working at all. No. Um, I'm not seeing two players. That's not their game. That's no, you know, it's like asking a fullback to be a striker. You really can't yeah. do it. So. It's interesting that we picked up both the fullbacks as well. We we both sort of said that they had dodgy-ish games. And mm. usually they have an out ball, which is either Swift or Ajaria or both of them as an option. They're really good at finding little pockets of space and, Yesterday, they just didn't have that. McCleary, again, not a number 10. Um, Pele and Rinomota, unfortunately, not the most creative. I think Rinomota is, um, you know, a good sort of box-to-box midfielder, but he's not somebody that's going to spray a pass or play a through ball. Um, yeah, I so. think games like yesterday show how important John Swift is. People yeah. take him for granted and they think, oh, he's not that impressive. He doesn't do this, doesn't do that. He does loads of things in games that just keep us possession. Just simple. Yeah little turns and he can do as well I say simple but for him it's simple he's got a goes past two or three players with a little swivel we keep possession and then it moves up the pitch again yeah the other thing that was interesting is you you made a really good point in person yesterday where's Elise you know yeah, he's a number he? 10 well yeah. why would you play someone like him instead of McCleary at number 10 uh, or even Boye when Boye came on you know he might play as a number 10 he's not maybe not his natural thing but McCleary just isn't doing it for me. Um, and you said, where's Elise? And I think Elise yesterday played for the under-23s and scored. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, where is he? And that might be a Mark Bowen thing. He's left some of those youngsters out. And not Barrett, Elise? They've not been seen since since he turned up. No, they've just totally disappeared, haven't they? I mean, Elise at the start of the season, and at the end of last season, I thought he was really promising. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, he's like raw and he just, he makes mistakes and... But he's still very young, and we've kind of got to the point where we need to have a player in that central midfield like that. If we can get to January and pick up some points, this will change the whole of our season. If we just need to pick up a few wins, we're not going to win every game because we haven't got our best team. So if we pick up another three wins or so, that moves us away from that relegation zone. And say if you're 10, 11 points away come January the 1st, that's a quite nice gap. And if you get a couple more players in in the window all of a sudden we could finish 20 points clear of relegation. It's not even an issue. But if we all of a sudden don't win those three games, we're right back in it and it's going to be a slog, a real massive slog. Yet another long, hard slog. 
<laughs> Groundhog Day and Deja Vu and all those things. It just seems uh-huh. like we, we just can't seem to progress from this, you know, having a run of games, uh, going on an awful run of games, sacking our manager, hiring a new manager who kicks us off a little bit. We, pit, we perk up, we stay up and then repeat again. It's just really frustrating. Um, obviously, what you would say is that the early signs under Mark Bowen were a bit better and he has lost Swift and Ajaria. So when those two come back, maybe we can get back to sort of winning ways. Um, the next two games are super important because they're teams below us. So we just need to to, to take points out of the next two games for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, those are vital games. <sighs> Let's just finish off this game from yesterday, though. 88th minute, Jimenez. I mean, that was a when you look at it, it's a kind of comedy goal, isn't it? I mean, we give the ball away. Then Morrison puts in a tackle, which is perfectly fine. And then a ball falls straight to the Birmingham player. I mean, I don't think you can do anything about that. That's one of those goals that if it's your day, the lead up you can do a lot about. But just that one moment of the tackle, you, you can't. That's just physics going against you, isn't it, really? <laughs> you can't defy it. Yeah, bad luck. Maybe defenders weren't being assertive enough either. But yeah, bad luck. And you sort of sat there in the stands and you're going, yeah, this is the typical of sort of today. And you, <laughs> yeah, you, you bust out a sigh and you go, yeah, that's, that's today. <laughs> we move on. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a mass evacuation of the Medeski Stadium, which I understand. 3-1, the 88th minute. I don't blame anyone for leaving at that point. But I had the glory of seeing Joe score from about three inches. So that is a moment <laughs> I'm going to savour for the whole of the season. That I'm, was a uh, weird goal. I'm insanely jealous because I was one of those <laughs> mac- mac- mass yeah. evacuees. Doesn't quite that, top Federici scoring, but... You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll save that for Boxing Day, shall we? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was one of those that left. After the third goal, you just think, OK, uh, I'm going to get home to my warm house not sitting there in the cold and watching this nonsense I was just really frustrated particularly with the with the tactics but also the application effort it was just a, a bad day yes Jao gets a goal at the end that might be a slight positive because one it might make him uh, start the next game it might give him a little bit of confidence even if it was a tapping but you'd, you'd take it and say yeah yeah, that was such a weird goal, though. Charlie Adams puts it in, and the, I don't know what happens with the goalie there. He's completely lost concentration. He thinks that the game is done, which is really poor, but it doesn't matter to Birmingham. They don't care. They've won the match. But yeah, yeah. it was weird to see a player score from about a centimetre from a free kick. That was <laughs> slightly strange. You know, when yeah. you get that from a goal mouth scramble or a cross, like it was very weird. But you take it, and then there was another slight moment towards right in the last seconds of the match. If it just falls the Puskas, he might well score, but those pesky Birmingham defenders got in the way. And they're slammed. That's their kind of like, you know, behaviour. You can't trust them. But um, it's a really massive game that we've got coming up now against Barnsley on Wednesday night. It's going to be one that I'm sure there's going to be thousands of Reddens of fans at. I know I won't be. I'll be hitting the red button. <laughs> that is definitely what I'll be doing. So, Barnsley, they let in a lot of goals. They've let in 12 goals in the last 11 games. Mm. But they've, last six games, sorry. But they've also scored 11. So, mm. scoring for them is not an issue. Who would you start up front against Barnsley? Uh, Joao and Puskas for me. Yeah. If yeah. Joao is fit again, fit enough to start, then he should be starting. Um, 
he he obviously got that tap in at the end. I think he holds the ball up ten times better than Mate. Uh, Mate beyond this goal doesn't really offer enough for me. He gets pushed off the ball quite a lot. He falls over quite a lot. He swings at balls in a random way quite a lot. So for me, you'd start Joao. You have to start Pushkas. I know yesterday he didn't score. He didn't play amazingly. He didn't have much service. But you have to start him after his hat trick against Wigan. Um, if not Joao, then I'd go with Boye. Uh, just yeah, anyone but Mate for me. Yeah, I, I would, even though he's good, Mate, I would definitely have Jao or Boye in there ahead of him. There was an incident yeah. in the second half when Jao was on the pitch. Well, Mate runs across the pitch with the ball, and you think, just pass it, just pass it, just pass it, and then he has this wild shot that goes about fifteen yards wide. And I know he scored that goal against Fulham, but. <laughs> Jao's reaction when he doesn't pass him the ball just stands there and looks at him and puts his yeah. hands out and say, why are you not passing to me there? You know, yeah. so Jao wasn't going to score probably, but it's so much easier. And the probability of keeping the ball, it just he does it all the time. He did it to Ijaria in the last yeah. home game that we had. Ijaria would have been through on goal, but Mate had a crazy shot again. It just costing us yeah. chances. Just lacks composure. And I think the, the, the question, who would you start? My answer is based on Bulldog still not being available. I think if Bulldog is back, then he, he suits his system a lot better. So you'd start Bulldog for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, one person who probably comes out of that game without any kind of um, dent to his confidence was probably Puskas, actually, because he did not have a single shot or chance. There's nothing he could do uh, yesterday. N- he, no he works really hard. Yeah, he works really hard, as he does for the team, but... In terms of chances, you know, absolutely no service. Um, so what's he supposed to do? And Mate had a couple of times, you know, he was r- running with a defender. I think it was in the first half. And defender just pushes him off it so easily. And you just think there's absolutely no way you should let that happen. You need to get stuck in. Um, and yeah. He wants so, a free kick constantly. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see who starts. But for me, yeah, you look at dropping Mate for sure. And then it's whoever else is fit and available, Puskas and one other. Yeah, then you've got the central midfield. As we've talked about, maybe be a bold call to bring in Elise, but it's creativity. I think we've got to have him or Charlie Adam. I mean, I know Charlie Adam with the fitness issues. I understand what everyone's saying. But we need something in there, someone who can pass the ball, even if it's for 45 minutes. It's better than what we've seen with Rinomoto and Pele in there. Yeah. Yeah, and you think we've played against Wigan for an hour and against Birmingham for a half with those three, with mm. McCleary, Pele, Rinomota, and we've created next to nothing. It's been awful. So, um, I mean, the real hope would be that Ijaria's back if it was oh, just yeah. illness. But yeah. uh, if not, then, yeah, you'd look at someone like Elise, maybe Boye at 10, uh, or, yeah, Charlie Adam as one of the central midfielders. Anything to change it up, really. I think we've got to change it. Yeah, I mean, after the game yesterday, um, Bowen said that Ijaria had a slight groin issue on Friday, but mm. he was much better uh, yesterday, which will be Saturday. So who knows if he's going to be fit? Oh, yeah, if he's fit, he's back in the team. He's the Rolls Royce yeah. of that team, isn't he, really? Him and Swift. So that eliminates yeah. issue. And I think if Ijaria plays against Barnsley, I think we'll win. Because yeah. not, not saying he's that one player to make everything work in the whole team, but... It just gives us so much more freedom, move us up the pitch, also keep control. He can create things, set pieces. I'd probably play Pele just for that reason. But 
we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, Pele or Adam, one of those, and whoever plays out of those two will play take the set pieces. Yeah. So I quite like Rinomoto. I think Rinomoto has been okay-ish. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll see. It's definitely. I just think we definitely need to change something, right? We've had that game against Wigan. We were rubbish for most of it with those three. Yesterday, we were rubbish with those three. Um, so do something different, especially against Barnsley, who concede a lot, like you say. So we need to try and at least get you know a goal or two. Yeah, I think that Puskas hat-trick has completely masked how we played against Wigan, which yeah. is fine, which is fine. But in that game, we were pretty rubbish, pretty rubbish until that 79th minute against Wigan. But we won. So that is all that matters, isn't it? So yeah. we will be back. Sorry, Garrett, go on. No, I was just going to say, at least yesterday, his first touch looked a bit better, Pushkas. And mm. it seems like he's got a little bit more confidence. So that Wigan game might have done him some favours in some roundabout way, but he definitely needs the service, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He can't score yesterday. <laughs> Zero. He, he can't yeah. score goals like his second one every week. He's just not going to do that. Because if he did score goals like that every week, he'd be worth thirty million. <laughs> that's a kind of yeah. That's another level of. Uh, but we got yeah, we got Barnsley now, and then we got Stoke. Both teams below us, so we need to to try and take some points out of those because otherwise they'll be closing the gap on us. Four points minimum from those two games. Yeah, you'd say so. Four, if not six, but. With our record, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I hate playing at Stoke. I, I just, uh, we always seem to lose there. It doesn't matter what position Stoke are in and we're in. We just always struggle there. I know we've got some wins. I remember Kitson getting a 1 0 there, but it's kind of, yeah, it's not a place you enjoy ago. going to. It was a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. So we will be back uh, next weekend. Um, before that, we'll obviously have the preview show that will come out on the Thursday evening. Hopefully, we'll be talking about. A win at Barnsley. That would be lovely. I don't care how it comes. Own goal. Referee nods it in. Last minute. Take it. Beautiful. See you on Thursday. Bye.